My name is Josh Snyder, and you are listening to Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with... Ron Gatos. How you doing? Doing great. All right. Tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a consultant in cool. economic development, and that means I work in civic affairs, finance, and voodoo. <laughs> voodoo comes in because economic development means there's no market. It's gotcha. business development when there's a market. So right. we try to get people to come back and be more loyal to, to, loyal to their community again mm -hmm. um, and focus their spending on and their work on uh, the, their place or a special place, their, their community or neighborhood, usually, gotcha. sometimes a region. Um, and I also work in, uh, related to that on uh, the development of cooperative businesses, either by cool. startup or as conversions from a regular business to a co cooperative. Awesome. And tell me, what, what is a cooperative? A cooperative, here's the textbook. It's yeah. an enterprise that is democratically governed and owned by members that have some cultural, social, or economic goals. Cool. Or goals. So it would be employee-owned businesses. Employee-owned businesses is a great example of a cooperative. There's yeah. also cooperatives that do uh, electricity for a whole region. Okay. They're all over the Midwest and um, other places. Or food co-ops. Yeah. Um, East East, uh, East, East End, End Food Co-op. That count? Yeah, that counts. That's, okay. a co that's called them? a consumer co-op. Yeah, we work okay. with them a little bit. Actually, okay. we sell our t-shirts there, too. <laughs> <laughs> For the Pittsburgh Chamber of Cooperatives, that's one organization I, I helped start. Cool. And then uh, with, the, with the first business you were talking about? Yeah, consulting and economic development. That's yeah. so often technical assistance to community groups or individuals for business development or special projects that comes in that, that uh, means all kinds of things. Sometimes it's developing a program to address a community issue. Gotcha. Sometimes it might be a real estate project such as converting the old Moose Hall in Millvale into yes. the Center for Community Vibrancy, which is becoming uh, next month. Right. April. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great, some great people down there. Mm -hmm. That one's cool because there's a melting pot of, you know, there's some different people running it, and they're they're really great. And then there's people that are involved that aren't there every day, but they're. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's a that's a really cool space. Yeah, it's twenty first century moose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so and and you dabble a little bit in politics. Yeah, and maybe not politics for yourself, but consulting. I, I, I am the uh, I live in the official fourteenth ward fifth district resident. Okay. Because I bought the house, our house, from the former committee man okay. of the 14th Ward 5th District. <laughs> so okay. They said, here's your note, here's your mortgage, uh, here's your insurance, here's your committee seat. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so tell me a little bit about that, like, like political, you know, I haven't really talked politics on my show yet. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what you do and how you work with different members of the community, uh, politicians, and what you're trying to, what's the end goal? Yeah, well, politics is about making the public economy work as well as it can for everybody. Right. I think that's just it. So mm -hmm. that means everybody has to participate somehow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I participate as a committee man. I don't know if I'll ever run for elected office like you know one of the full-time paid people. Right. But as a committee person, and there's a usually in, in Allegheny County, there's a woman and a man, okay, as who uh, uh, represent the voting district to gotcha. the committee. So my official title is Allegheny County Democratic Committee 
male member. Got, got <laughs> it says right on the certificate. Got you. <laughs> so I say we always have so much more to offer. So, um, but uh, so we just you know like to get involved in supporting candidates who we think are going to make things happen, make cool. things happen in a good way, and organize to, to help do that. And so. Um, mm. Very often, there's a, kind of a, a machine movement to kind of steamroll over people who want to change things. But right. um, we, uh, me and many others, try to resist that and, and yeah. really insist on you know things going forward more progressive and gotcha. equitable. So, can you tell me a politician that's been in the game for a long time that is still doing good work? Um, there, there are a few, and and people may disagree. <coughs> Yeah, um, sure. But you know, uh, the mayor Bill Peduto is yeah. looking forward uh, throughout the city, um, and has uh, he's very often there. Uh, might be held back by some ways they think they're doing things, but very mm -hmm. often too, they're they're held back by the way other people do things. And, kind of, uh, and I've seen when people go from city council or state rep. To mayor, all of a sudden, they really do have a regional cons uh, constituency. It's right. big corporations, big interest groups, and things like that. Not just neighborhood politics. So interesting. It takes a while to get used to that. Right. Um, so there's one. Um, yeah. Always liked. Um, so I'm thinking somebody out and about. Well. You know, some of the folks in, in, in uh, county politics, county council, they're they're quieter because they don't do constituent right. service and things, so they're not yeah. as noticeable. But um, uh, there's a guy named Paul Klein who has uh, been in office for a little while, and he's he's introduced the first uh, police accountability bill uh -huh. in county council. Yes, and I emailed I them about it. Thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I emailed the whole board. Mm -hmm. After the other, yeah, that's a good um, idea. I forget who said to do that, but like, all right, we got to do it. Might have been me. It Anyone probably was. <laughs> it probably was. Um, I mean, we've been doing a lot of printing for the Antoine Rose. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that poster stuff. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, actually, we're gonna have gems on next week or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one that did all the artwork for that one. So. Oh, really? And okay, so, good. yeah, I just wanted to know who that was. Yeah, and uh, but we, I mean. Politics, I try not to get too involved because I know that there's, you know, as a small business owner, I don't want to play favorites or sides too much. Um, I do want to stand my ground and kind of do what's right. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain things where, you know, we, uh, we might float a little bit more one way than the other. We print the welcome your neighbor signs. We printed a lot of the uh, stronger than hate. Yeah, those and are great. I remember carrying a couple of those out of here. Yeah, I thank have you. Them in my yard. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, but at, at the end of the day, I, I feel like I'm I'm fairly central. I grew up in a very strong Republican household, mm -hmm. and then when I grew up and went to college, of course, swung a little bit the other way. I feel like I kind of land somewhere in the middle. Um, with with a lot of like financial stuff, I like to vote for Republicans because. I, I do want them to be kind of stricter with, with money. Mm -hmm. uh, so like positions of treasury, stuff like that. Uh, we'll have something to say about that. That's okay. fine. Hold on. That's yeah, fine. good. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but when I'm dealing with people and social issues, and I, I tend to, to vote a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. 
And so I feel like it's a good balance when you if if everyone voted that way and they all agree, that's when that's when it's good for everyone. Yeah. But of course, it's not a perfect world like that. Um, I know a lot of people stick to a party line. I like to you know actually see who's doing trying to do good and and not play too much on the party itself, mm -hmm. but more on the person. Yeah. No, that's that's really that's admirable, and and just to be just to have a thoughtful approach mm -hmm. to considering your candidates. First of all, knowing who's running, yes, is a big deal. Absolutely, and, and it's it's not so hard, but I can see it, it, that it's it's not at all the bus stops. It's not broadcast right. and radio, right? Things like that. But you can so it out. a point to that. So let's say someone's listening that they're like, politics don't matter to me directly. Uh, you know, what what are all the things we hear that uh, I. My vote won't make a difference. They might say, um, oh, okay, I, don't, I don't want to pay attention. That uh -huh. takes too much time. I don't want to get yeah. involved. Uh, so those kinds of people, and I'm sure they've all had someone, you know, jump down their throat and say something that, you know, is, ends up turning them off even more. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to put anyone in that position. But what would be a more considerate way to express how important it is to be yeah. a part of the process. I have two things, may I go to a third to illustrate that. Yes. First, a voting machine isn't a slot machine. <laughs> there aren't any instant winners. It takes a yeah. while. It's really yeah. important to get the, the people who would do the right thing in there. Absolutely. And then you can work with them because they're not always going to agree with you. But yeah. in Pittsburgh too, it's just fantastic. You can get, you can, you can call up the mayor's office and have a meeting if you've got something that's meaningful to talk about. You, yeah. you can have a meeting in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Same with the chief executive. Gotcha. So that's pretty cool. So um, engage. That's what people have to do. The, and, and the second thing is, in Tom Murphy's third term, he yeah. won very narrowly running against Bob O'Connor. Yeah. He won by one vote in each voting district. Yeah. So your vote does count. Wow. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. then as far as learning who your politics are, local politicians, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, how, how would, uh, that could be overwhelming in itself. Yes. So where, what's a good resource or how do you get to know um, who's doing what and, mm -hmm. and, and who you can trust? And there, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, people might put on a good face and then when it comes down mm -hmm. to it at the end of the day, yeah. all these people are rotten. Well, you asked so, me before. Yeah. Um, who were some of the people in politics for a long time that, that I think right. did a good job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The League of Women Voters. Okay. Yeah, and there's yep. a Pennsylvania chapter and a Pittsburgh yes, chapter. Yep. And they know, they, they'll find out about all the candidates, mm -hmm. and they give them a questionnaire, and they usually, the candidates usually answer yep. uh, pretty thoroughly, and that's the best way to find out. Gotcha. So of, just Google League of Women Voters in Pittsburgh, and you'll be directed right to the site. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I did the, uh, I side with, uh, mm -hmm. has a website yeah. uh, I don't know it seems like it's pretty accurate oh, yeah there, uh, there's three or four of those yeah know, I know in our, but those are more national right they mm -hmm. don't really play yeah they don't get so local right you know, sometimes statewide but, gotcha. but um, yeah you, they might get you Congress and some of the statewide offices but, right but uh, for League of Women Voters there's a chapter in that's like every town so if you're watching gotcha. from Honolulu League of Women Voters Hawaii yeah. I'm sure there's one yeah, gotcha go for it gotcha <laughs> And what, how would you base uh, their credibility? You, uh, your They're dedicated to just telling the story yeah. uh, and finding out what is verifiable about gotcha. the candidate. So they're gotcha. not going to fall for you know, any of their empty rhetoric. Or gotcha. 
schoolies and um, they may not dig in you know to some candidates like oh they didn't pay their back taxes in 1994 but right. they they they'll be accurate on the record yeah. and um, uh, accurate on current situation gotcha yeah cool all right mm -hmm. definitely something to check out especially if you're feeling that overwhelmed mm -hmm. you know you don't you, you want to stay out of it it's just that easy just check oh, it out don't you know the old saying if you're if you're not at the table you're on the menu <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's definitely a thing um with uh you know a lot of people feel like they're part of the 99 percent and there's the one percent there's this big separation mm -hmm. between the two um i i understand especially as a small business owner if i don't if if i don't pay the people that work for me good enough mm -hmm. that they can buy my product then how could i expect anyone to buy it yeah. right so it's it's kind of a catch-22 you have these big businesses out there paying horrible amounts that people are you know on right. welfare food stamps and they're doing the best they can but they're, yeah. they're is the business yeah. a scam or is it a business right if they're depending on government subsidy to, to stay in business absolutely supporting their workers I mean, they're not dependent on it they're just mm -hmm. doing it because they can't mm -hmm. I think it's it's a it's an option and it's a it's a way to make more money yeah yeah I think the, do it. the Waltons could probably stand for a few less billions <laughs> and, and, uh, and pay their folks yeah and but then they can maybe charge a little bit more and the people that work for them could afford more yeah know? I was and wondering uh, why not you know the Apple products it says designed in California right. made in China yeah and it I, I did see a, a, a little study that said if the iPhone for instance was made in the US mm -hmm. it would cost less than $20 more really mm -hmm. so why aren't we doing that I guess, right yeah I guess I mean but is it if they sell a million that's 20 million dollars right to their trillion yeah. correct correct <laughs> right. not and that and, and we're the ones paying for it anyway so mm -hmm. what, what would it matter yeah yeah that's interesting that's an interesting point um, and yeah why why not move more jobs here mm -hmm. if we can yeah um, I, but what I don't want to see is like I think that when our current president says he wants to be competitive with China I think that he means that he wants to lower our values to theirs and uh, compete that way yeah I don't which think is he, scary he doesn't have you know? any other clue about <laughs> doing it other than that yeah. <laughs> right um, and if we want to move up so we can if we have the people in the lower and middle a little bit more robust then they mm -hmm. they will spend that extra on Henry better. Henry Ford the yeah anti-semite Nazi sympathizer yeah. <laughs> that he was figured that out he said how am I going to get my worker my, to sell cars unless my workers can can afford to buy them and absolutely end up paying them and he ended up lower uh, shortening the workday so that they yep. were more productive and all kinds of things like that and I actually did a little research once that said that showed that if the top 25 percent if the top five percent yeah. income yeah was more than 38 percent of all income then the economy had its worst recessions and the, the depression was interesting at that time and if it was lower than 34 percent yeah of all income then there 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 were slowdowns but not right. as severe 
right. suggesting that there just needed to be more capital in the system to for industrial investment and things like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's that sweet spot, 4%. Yes. Got you. Um, to swing back and forth. And so um, the income of the 95% is really important to making the economy strong. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, something that um, a lot of people might not realize is that to be in the top 1%, it's only $400,000 mm -hmm. a year. I think a little it's less not, than that. Yeah, yeah, it, it is mm -hmm. a little less. Yeah. But it's not, a lot of people th think that they need to make a million dollars to right. make it. Mm -hmm. But 400000 is puts you at that 1%. Mm -hmm. So that just shows how little um, everyone else is. What's 1%? That's about the population of Pittsburgh, 300,000? I'd have to look. I'd have to look. 3 million. That's yeah. 3 million. Yeah. Okay. So 3 million people, not yeah. quite a New York. A, a Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and a couple other cities in between. Right. That's the one percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is not a lot. Of, it's a decent amount of people. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Well, hopefully we're not making anyone fall asleep. We can put that into a little bit more. We um, get into economic equations pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to put that in easier terms, um, basically what I think we're both trying to say is that the the, the more that the everyday person can walk home with the mm -hmm. more that they're going to feel comfortable spending and yeah. it's going to make the uh, the rest of the local economy do better bring back republican tax rates okay from the 50s yeah 95 <laughs> percent top top rate yeah. all right Let's when we see. got our moonshot and uh, uh, national parks beefed up and yeah interstate highways and all that good stuff let's do it i, I know Highways are a big deal. We got a lot of bridges here. Bridges, yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, railways. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see all that continue to grow just as, as mm -hmm. much as everything else. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, like a, either a growth moment for you or something mm -hmm. where you've been challenged and you've worked through something and anything there. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Good. Good. It, um, I think recent, a recent one was really good when I realized that we don't have to have hierarchical business mm. structure yes. with the boss, like, like a military structure all the way down. Mm -hmm. And you can efficiently and equitably and inclusively uh, run a business, have any work groups yeah. that way without... Uh, and not sacrifice efficiency. Interesting. That was pretty cool. So I've been training people on that Yeah. recently. Um, some people with the co-op, with the East End co-op, and, and now they're doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, other just people who are small businesses interested in becoming cooperatives. And so that would be, that's part of the now, work we do with cooperative training. Right. Now the advantage is for a business that's hoping to change over would be if, if the employees have more equity, then they're going to care about the business a lot more. Nobody outsources or out, uh, offshores their job. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And it's uh, it's important, as a small business owner, the, the amount of care that you put into your business mm -hmm. is obviously on the extreme. And then you're hoping, it's a, it's a huge slap in the face when you have an employee working for you 
and then they don't you can tell that they don't care mm -hmm. and you're just like well, what am i you know what are you here for why am i doing this why am i working so hard why do i mm -hmm. you end up doubling yeah. down on what you already have uh just to make sure that you're you know product that you're putting out is and good. that's hard yeah because sometimes there's something going on that make 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 there make the disconnect sure. between the work so part of um the training or that outlook is yeah. that you can work through communication techniques mm -hmm. that are getting uh, helping you to respond more to the situation business situations right. and social situations rather right. than simply reacting absolutely yeah so that's okay. it's been very helpful for that so awesome. you know 50 plus years old it was just like yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> this is what i should be doing yeah so how long have you been doing what about, you're, what, uh, you're about four years okay yeah Got you. So I started out a little bit later, a little bit after I started doing yeah. consulting on my own. Got you. And so, what kind of led you up to this moment? What else have you been involved in? Um, I, I well, for a while I was a builder. I graduated from Pitt. Okay. And I was interested in development, and I thought, well, how can I do anything about development if I don't understand what business was? Like, so I yeah. started a, a a business. I borrowed a thousand bucks, I think, from my mom, bought a, an old van and yeah, some tools. Gotcha. And went off to be the friendly neighborhood carpenter. Okay. And I did a bunch of those and I got bigger projects and bigger projects. And about five years I was doing whole houses. Cool. Yeah, around, around here. And, and then I wanted to do whole neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I went, uh, you know, into the CDC world. Yeah. Uh, ended up going to grad school at, at Carnegie Mellon at Heinz College. Awesome. And uh, did that. That was much more than I expected. I thought, oh, I've got a master's degree. Great. But it was like I actually learned stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I can imagine. Put it all together. Yeah, so cool, uh, including doing those cool graphs like thirty-four percent, thirty-eight percent, right? But also knowing what the human element was, right? To all this too. So here's a here's a question for you. So I heard from a friend that does real estate that when when they talk <clears> about <throat> Pittsburgh being the most livable city, they mean the rent to own ratio. The amount of people that are renting could own is the highest in that market and so that's what they're talking about and then when people say people go against that and say oh it's not livable for me because i'm this or that mm -hmm. um, but so is that first off is that correct as far as the the ratio is pretty good i think yeah. it's still about 60 percent homeowners and 40 percent renters throughout right. the city you know the high growth areas like uh squirrel host shady side east liberty and lawrenceville absolutely right? especially East Liberty and, and especially especially Lawrenceville or oh, yeah. that's just it's going nuts bizonk. yeah right yeah. but that just that happens in a, in a boom but you know there's still people buying absolutely places that you can you can always find the right niche right and uh, but you know that's four neighborhoods there are 86 more yeah yeah and a lot of them are pretty cool yeah. absolutely yeah so and uh a lot of people have made them cool, which is even cooler. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, be a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We were we were down in Lawrenceville for a couple of years, and now we're up here at Bloomfield. Uh, anyone listening that might be the first time, I have a printing business. It's called Flower City Printmakers. It's a play on words. That how we got the name for Bloomfield, mm -hmm. and um, we do uh, paper printing, stickers, banners, stuff like that. And we have. Uh, we work with a lot of local artists, small businesses, anything that, you know, people that are out there doing things, people that throw festivals, 
So we, we, the clientele that we have is very active and, and kind of like we work with a lot of game changers. Mm -hmm. um, people that walk through our door, we have people that are kind of guests or, or they're hanging out and they're doing something, they're here for a few hours and they, they, they're like, I can't believe this person and that person and this person and that person all came in through the door. It's mm -hmm. like every day, mm -hmm. um, I consider myself very fortunate that we're, that we have that clientele that, you know, we're all also, you know, doing things and making things happen and innovating and trying to grow our business um, for printing. Uh, it's, it's uncommon for a printing business to continue growing. We're still new, mm -hmm. so we have a lot of room for growth. Um, we haven't quite hit that plateau yet where right. we want to just kind of ride out and increase a little bit. So, but my first four years, we doubled every year. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, after that, it's been about 20, 25, 30%. And then next year, hopefully, we'll hit about fifty percent. Won't won't quite be double, mm -hmm. but we're still increasing a lot. Yeah, that's good. This industry is decreasing one to three percent mm -hmm. every year, so we're always having to you know do what we can. And I think that the arts community, music stuff that we're doing, it really does make a difference. Um, I I uh, I wrote something last year. It said, "Shopping local tells your neighbors you believe in them." Mm -hmm. And I think that that's yeah. very prevalent. If if people can can see that you know anytime you shop local, I know there's memes and stuff that go around. You know you're 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 buying their kids' shoes. You're you're doing you're putting gas in their tanks or whatever. Um, but it is very direct when you when you go to a big corporate store. Uh, you know money off the top goes straight. <laughs> yep. And then just yeah. just a little bit goes back to the store, back to the products, back to the people, and. Um, I mean, the difference between like a cooperative or even a small business and then a big, big box store like that. Um, I mean, an S Corp, like the, the legitimate style of business is to make as much money as possible, pretty much at, at all expenses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's new ways. You know, they had to start the B Corp. Yeah. Because corporations used to have uh, a local responsibility to yeah. their for instance I worked at um, Heritage Community Initiatives which was the old Braddock Hospital Foundation okay and that was formed when corporations stopped being so um, embedded in their community got so you the vice president of US Steel yeah would get a visit from the vice president of, of Braddock Hospital once a month and, and be told these are our expenses for the hospital and this was the share that you know, you, you agreed to, to give us and they'd write a check give it to the yeah. hospital and that's yeah. how a, a, a significant amount of the funding was given to the hospital but yeah sometime in the 80s and 90s that that faded away and yeah then all the hospital foundations and stuff started and that connection went away gotcha and principle six seven of uh, the cooperative principles there seven yeah. is concern for the community yeah and cooperatives and and um, local business right. share that yeah absolutely mm -hmm. um, so when you see these big businesses and you, you've seen the the difference um, I'm 32 and I haven't been in I mean I I, I think that for my age I've been in business for a, a long time for you know in the, in the grand scheme of things I've mm -hmm. been working for myself for 12 years yeah. um, but you've been around a lot longer as far and, and seen the economics and you've seen um, the way and you, you're a lot more 
on the financial end where I'm I'm operate owner and operator, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more, you know. Yeah, inside. I do that in my consulting because I have yeah. a couple people who work with me and they need to yeah, yeah, right. keep, keep track of them. And when I was a builder, I had to you know keep track of the nails and what the painter right. was doing and exactly how long it was taking the painter to do it. Yeah, stuff like that. So, but you've really been able to see things change. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, so where we're at right now, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the directions that we have? Well, one cool direction that I've seen yeah. uh, in the last 15, 20 years is that the pendulum swinging back into core communities. And yeah. you know, this is kind of like a urbanists consensus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's more interest in, in the core communities, small towns uh, like the river towns, plus yep. big, you know, small to mid-sized cities. Yeah. So that's that's a cool thing. So that's some of where the real estate appreciation is coming from. Got you. Um, and another thing is there's a I'm, I'm trying to get a, a handle on the, all the data that you know that I've been hearing that upcoming generations you know coming into their big earning years are not as interested in filling their house with stuff. Yes. True. Would you agree? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that has that's going to have a huge change on yeah stuff so that tells me that there's a and people still need something sure so they that tells me that there's going to be a, an emphasis on quality mm -hmm. rather than quantity absolutely. so that may also be a thing that it helps to influence local production absolutely you see a lot of people with yeah uh, a lot more maker shops and stuff yep. like that Even yeah though tech I've shop didn't take off that was extravagant and yeah. Started off in one of the highest rent places around, but you know places like Hack Pittsburgh and Proto Haven and yep. Prototype, the the women's makerspace is going to do yeah. real well. Yeah, I think that those those are all off to a great start. Yeah. I have friends that are involved in them, mm -hmm. and uh, it's great to see, you know, people creating, making, uh, doing things. And on the local level, I think that Pittsburgh has a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. That's definitely what draws me to it. Uh, I moved here eight years ago from Southern California. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, my mom was from here, and so I have roots here. I have. I'm the youngest of five. I have two of my brothers, also out here. So, it's it's an easy place for me. And then also, it's. it's I think Forbes talked about it for being a tech startup. It's one of the best places in the country to do to do a startup. I mean, I think it's it's uh, very easy to start a business here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard at first to kind of break that ground. Um, if you don't know anyone, especially if you're from out of town, but once you do, you're in. And when you're once you're in, it's a very good community with a lot of heart. If you could show yeah. that you're human and you you can show that you're you know you're you know doing something, you have good product, you, you love what you do, then that's very attractive to the people here, mm -hmm. and they'll kind of swarm yeah, around. I, that. I sometimes call it the original network city. Yeah, oh, but I like that. I like that. We just need to get. Through some of the ethnic mm -hmm. and ethnic and/or racial barriers, because yeah, there's just wonderful folks in all the communities here, and, and refugee communities are helping us, you know, right to, to grow and add add more to the community too. And absolutely, everybody's still being a too sh too shy and uh, hostility. Yeah, there's a little bit of resistance. There's hostility too, but mm -hmm. I think you know that we. Uh, it may be there anyway, and wherever yeah. we go. So, just uh, right. Open your eyes. Open your arms. 
put out your hand. Exactly. And um, I, I mean, you, I'd you, like to think it's a lot. Everybody. Right. I'd like to think it's a lot fewer and farther between. Um, usually, it's the people that are the the few that are the loudest mm -hmm. and kind of causing that ruckus. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they're definitely out there, and we want to be aware of them, understand, and hopefully, you know, educate, because yeah. that's, that's and, the and, only way and out. And getting to know other people, right. too, then you're a better ally. And so when somebody runs a Confederate flag up their goddamn front yard, <laughs> then you can say, hey, no, we're not going to stand for that. Right. Put something else up there. Please. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way to express whatever it is that they think that they're trying to. Right. I can yeah. see that. I can see that for sure. Uh, well, we uh, we have a lot to look forward to, and hopefully, you know, Pittsburgh keeps changing for the good. I think that as far as the creative community we have here, the artists, music, um, business, business development, we have mm -hmm. a lot of people that are doing really good things. Um, I don't know if you've worked with Thrival, uh, mm -hmm. with Ascender, they're a great group of people. We have a handful of other ones. Um, I have friends at Riverside that used to be Urban Innovation 21. Well, Riverside and, was there before. And right. Urban Innovation yeah. went and joined them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, right. You know, and so, but Pittsburgh itself, I think it's, it's a very good community. There's a lot happening mm -hmm. where whatever end you're on, there there's something progressive happening. Yeah. Um, and in politics as well. And I think that the politicians are working with the businesses and trying to to create a, a good environment for kind of for everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, we yeah. and, and, and we can help them do better. Yeah. By putting the fire under them. Awesome. Yeah. So how could we follow you and what you're doing and how could we reach out to you? Oh, okay. To get my, more info from you. My uh, website for my business is seniorstrategies.com. Cool. Seniors is S-C-E-N-I-U-S, -E like scene and genius. Nice. You're the genius. I help articulate and implement. Very cool. Uh, SeniorStrategies.com. And uh, for and there, it's linked to the Pittsburgh Chamber of Cooperatives, too. But that's PittsburghChamber.coop.coop. And then you can contact from there. Awesome. Appreciate having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night. You too. You too.